0: All right! All
1: right! This is is the Doug Gottlieb show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb.
4: What up? What? What up? In the bonus, the podcast version of the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Did uh, Did you guys have a? you guys have a good 4th of July, John Ramos?
5: We did. We spent most of the day at a pool at my brother-in-law's house and had a good time.
4: You know, the pool at somebody else's house is an interesting dynamic, is it not? Well, you don't have a pool yourself, so that well, helps. You no, know, I know. Yeah. I'm like, I never, <laughs> I, I did not grow up with a pool, okay? Um, I don't remember why. I think my parents, you know, they're New Yorkers. They didn't grow up with pools. New Yorker and Connecticut are. And uh we didn't have a pool. And I hadn't had a pool until I was in California. My kids were six and three. We moved out here the first time from Connecticut. We had a hot tub. And then we moved to a house with a pool. And we did the whole, you know, safety netting around it or whatever. Uh, which ended up being more for the dog than for the kids. Um and then we have people over. And then back to Connecticut, again, house without a pool, but we had like a tennis court sick backyard probably should have put in a pool of pools bunny um and then uh house out here no pool now i have house with pool going to somebody else's house with a pool is right cuz you kind of have to do you bring your own towel if you don't you're asking them for their towels there's kind of the awkward you know some people don't have like a pool room where you can like change clothes and change into your swim stuff right And then there's always the, like, how many chairs do I take? It's not like you're going to a resort where you get there early in the morning, you put all your stuff down so that you have, like, we got this little corner for the resort, nobody else messes with us. But even that can be uncomfortable because you have no control over who's sitting around you. Right? So was this a jam-packed pool party or was it an...
5: um, it was just family and, and friends, but I, I agree with you 100% about everything you just said. It was different for us because we've been to our, my brother-in-law's tons of times and we already know the, the, the procedural stuff, that he has towels ready heated for everybody. Pool. He It's a salt, he, one of those salt pools, but yeah, it is but w- heated. It yeah. was heated? It wasn't heated yesterday because it was, it was about 90 degrees in Pomona. So Oh, you're in Pomona? Yeah.
4: Wow. That's very close to the sun. Yeah. It's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different. Uh, yeah. People are like, where is Pomona? Um, how to describe it. Okay. It's, it's in the inland empire, which is generally like when you think of California, when you think of California, you think of the weather by my house last night, which was amazing. It was like 70, 75 breezy, sunny, couldn't have been better. You go, you know, 20, 30 minutes inland and it's hotter than hell, right? It's, it's Superman wouldn't fly there. It was too hot. Um, so no, but, but an unheated pool, sometimes that's too cold. Right that was honestly why I didn't like sleep, swimming when I was a kid because either people didn't have heated pools or they just didn't heat their pool. And I always like jumping into a pool when it's super cold is not a comfortable thing. You know? Just not. Like I don't one of the reasons I don't like going to the ocean until you get to like now in summer, July and August in California, the water is close to 70 degrees, it's pretty nice, but it's cold in the, the rest of the year. So I mean call me a sissy all you want. Heated or cool? Now, so did you go in the pool or you just watched the kids?
5: I did not. I just watched Jonah the, and Lucas. Because and, it
4: was too cold, right? Uh,
5: I just didn't.
4: If I was the pool more like was relaxing. 85 degrees, would you have gotten in?
5: <laughs> it's a real question. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh,
4: what about you, Jay, Jay Stu? Are you a pool heat snob guy? Snobby. Um, guy?
6: Not, not as much. Not as much. And, and the angle that I was going to throw out there is my um my townhouse community has community pools. Yeah. So that's a totally different way different deal. you, you know, you have to gauge like when all the people are going to be there, the parties, people just assume they could throw parties there. I go, I try to go be, before the madness, uh, there's a lot of chlorine that needs to be put in these pools. <laughs> but I really like have, our pools. Did you They're have? Nice. Do
4: you have kids in swim diapers swimming in the pool, worrying yeah, that, about them peeing and pooping in the pool?
6: There's actually a sign right next to the pool that says, if you're experiencing diarrhea, <laughs> we suge- uh, not suggest not we prohibit you from entering the pool. And I'm like, right. that's a really good idea. Yeah, I think a, it, you have to some, put that as a that sign. The fact that somebody
4: needed that sign. That tells me there's been something. The fact that somebody needed to go like, oh, wait, you know, I was going to get in the pool. Yeah. With diarrhea, experiencing diarrhea, but I decided yeah. only after seeing the sign
6: to not do it. But I really like our pools. They keep them. Uh, they keep them maintained and stuff. It's just a people thing. I don't like being around a bunch of people anymore. Uh, that was it. it was I a like weird thing for me last. So
4: here's my experience last night. Okay, so we had a there's a a my street. There was like a street party, and it's an incredible street. Like this doesn't normally happen in. Uh, the area in Orange County, like it's, you have parties, but everybody has a party in their backyard or maybe in their front yard, right, on a cul-de-sac and you have a couple, but um, they, I have, there's like four families that have been friends forever and lived in a different, different areas and decided to buy houses on our, on my street. And so, their friends and all of their friends and they all play like baseball together, basketball, so there was a good two, three hundred people and there's probably only 10, 12 houses on my street, right? And all the kids were, I'd say, low end, you know, two, three, four. But most of them were like five to 12. So there wasn't crying. That was great. They had full court dunk ball basketball down on the street, they had a pickleball. The thing about the pickleball, though, it didn't take off yesterday because you had too many people. Like, pickleball is, at some point, it becomes kind of an exclusive sport because you can, max, max you can throw out there is four people on a court at once. It takes up a lot of space. Whereas if you had the basketball court, you can get 10 kids going up and down playing, right? And then they had another basketball court as well. Just a volume kind of game. So there's... Uh, somebody hired somebody to make tacos. That was cool. There was a refreshment stand. That was cool. There was an ice cream area. That was cool. You know, and uh, my girls are too old, too cool for school. They weren't around. And my son is away at sleepaway camp. So my brother was like, I'd come up, but I don't, I don't know any of these people. I'm like, well, I I don't know a lot of these people either. So I was like going in and going out. I grab a drink I'd say hi to some people. I'd get something to eat.
6: What's the drink? What are you drinking on a 4th of July?
4: A uh, cul-de-sac party? You know, this is an interesting, a, a very good question you ask. So I go to get a drink, and usually my go-to is, I just want a Mexican beer with a lime in it, right? Modelo, Pacifico, Dos Equis, maybe Corona, okay? Th- that, that genre. And a guy comes up that i I'd never met before, and he's probably mid thirties, right? Young kids just shows up. He's like, want a nooner. So like, you know, and then he, out of his like backpack, he takes out high noons, right? Which are, they're basically, they're like white claws. They're all the seltzer. They're good. Which I had two of them right there. I have them in my ho- my own house, right? I just, are they called nooners? Is that a thing? I, I nodded and said, sure. And took a nooner, but I didn't know if it was a nooner. But yeah, I had a couple of high noons. Um but it was a it's a it is a weird thing cuz I'm the same way like I don't I like people? I don't like a lot of people and I really don't like a lot of people that I don't know. Um you know, I I just don't. It just it's a it's a weird thing. I don't I don't know you, man. So I have nothing I have no small talk. To talk about, like my kids aren't in my my kids aren't in Little League, they they don't do Junior Guards, and um, yeah, I I don't like. Well, we're not going to get into a political debate. Um, Angels had a tough day, right? Dodgers had a tough day, losing Dusty May. I mean, but that wasn't really. There's no. I I also don't want to only be the sports guy. I just didn't. I got nothing. I got nothing here. And I'm a, I'm a good conversationalist when stuck into a room with some people that I want to talk to. Like I'm I'm good. I can change topics. I can flow with anything. I I can treetop, which means I know a little bit about a lot of different things at the top of the tree of it. But I was struggling last night. So I watched a lot of um I think it was on TNT. There was a whole yeah. It was uh the the Star Wars series. So mm, I generally watched most of it. And because every I have um, like a surround sound in my house, but I also have a speaker that goes to the backyard. And I have been asked previously when watching movies late at night, or my son's over with some friends, and we got the music pumping, and uh, we're out in the hot tub. Like, hey, can you keep it down late? I was like, nobody's in their backyard; they can't hear my. So I had I had all the Star Wars on like full blast, full, re- and also I had to manage. I have dogs and they're scared to death of, well, especially the big one is scared to death of fireworks. So like wouldn't leave my side. He he thought he's like a lap dog last night. So probably would have been a good night to get out, but I did. Uh, what about you, Jay Stu? Did you do the
6: community pool yesterday? Uh, no, steer clear of that yesterday. But um, yesterday was a, just a hangout. I, me and my girlfriend, just did nothing but chill and air conditioning all day. It was like 100 some odd degrees up there. Um, we chose to, to binge watch our new show. It's called Poker Face on Peacock, which I do recommend. Rian Johnson, I think Rian Johnson, the guy that did the last three Star Wars movies. Ryan, yeah, John- Ryan, John- um, Ryan, Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Okay, I, I'm going to call him Rian because I think that sounds cooler. Uh, he did this series called Poker Face it's and R-I-A-N. it's really interesting. Ryan. Yeah, R I A N. It's a weird way to spell it, so I'm gonna mispronounce it. Why isn't R Y A N a weird way to spell? it? What is it? Oh, I was just gonna say. Did
5: you say the last three Star Wars?
6: Oh, was it just the it last was one? Just
5: no, it was just the second one he did.
6: Oh, last Jedi. Okay, I thought he did the whole I,
5: thing. I just want. I thought I heard. I just want to make yeah. sure we're in the. Everybody's hearing the correct
6: stuff. Yeah, That's we want to make sure that okay. our Star Wars listeners. That's right. Don't okay, think go ahead. Idiots. Sorry. No, but we I hung out. We binge watched. Uh, she made this amazing tri tip. Um, Mm. my girlfriend's an amazing cook. So we, we ate some tri-tip, uh, we read our books. I know you guys enjoy reading books. We read our books and, um, we tried to keep the dog away from the fireworks, even though our dog is kind of old and deaf. So she doesn't really get annoyed by that, but I want to get into the psychosis or the psychology of the person that does do the fireworks past midnight into 2 two thirty at night i, I want to get what are they trying to do i know it's illegal up there so they're doing something that's illegal what 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 is that person and their group trying to, are they trying to be rebels did they just think it's cool to set up fireworks and only they're only disrupting people that's all they're doing there's there's no to me there's no other result than just to disrupt people's lives so get me into the psychosis of that.
4: Well, I uh, like blowing shit up. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I've, I've been through that phase in my life, right? Where uh, when I was a young adult and mm-hmm. um, uh, we would be in nowhere, Oklahoma, and, you know, all those guys were like, hey, I'm an off-duty firefighter, which is just, you have to, basically everybody in the town has to be on some level an off-duty right, firefighter. Right, right. But they'd have some level of training. And so then they'd have... Like off into a field, they'd have all kinds of you know just shit you can blow up. That was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, there is a certain. I mean, it's uh, who? I, yeah, it's it's what is the win in it? What's the, is that your question really? Like, what's the what's it, to the me? Win?
6: It's a lot like the the person that takes the muffler off their car or whatever and just <laughs> uh, drives around annoying people. I think there's like. There's a certain kind of asshole in that, where you just want to be a pain in the ass, a, a, I guess an aud- an audio pain in the ass to people. You know, I, I don't get it. I don't understand that one. But that's well, how I also I also don't my understand
4: fort. the fireworks during the day either.
6: Right, like that's a strange one. There's a pretty a pretty clear window of when to do it.
4: Right, yes. sunset until about like ten o'clock. Yes, and then we're good. Right, then we're good. Um, I I don't mind now the. I didn't mind the the fireworks leading up to, and if you have after extra fireworks again, but it has to be in that window. This is the fireworks window. It's like eight thirty to ten at night. It's an hour and a half. That's a lot of time considering the joys of a fireworker. I don't know, one to seven or eight seconds.
6: And after that, it's just noise pollution, and you're doing it on purpose. Well, the other because you the, know better. There is
4: another element to it as well. It's the hey, you, you got to clean up after yourself, right? Like there's one thing to blow shit up and that's fun, but then like, you know, you got like the the boxes, the wrappers and all the, the dust stuff. Like it's not that hard. Just sweep it up. Um yeah, it's generally annoying. So yeah, it's a it was a weird one. It's a weird day. It was an exceptionally strange day. Um, because I don't know the soccer game was on. Did you guys watch any of that? I didn't watch any of it.
5: You know what's shocking about that, Doug, is that they stopped the Pasadena fireworks show. America Fest has been going on for many, many years at the Rose Bowl and they, they were losing money and they decided they'd rather have LAFC, which is one of the local soccer teams in LA and the galaxy, another local team play each other. They had like, I want to say 80,000 people people there. Yeah. At the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And a fireworks show after. So they kind of got the best of both worlds.
4: Yeah. No, it's, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Which of course, what happens is you have something like that. They're like, dude, MLS, Huh? I, yeah, then MLS. it changes. <laughs> I saw that today when I woke up. MLS is back. Like, yeah, it's fine. It is what it is, you know? It's a cool little sport. They make some money on it. It's not top level in the world, but it's not the worst. It's way better than it used to be. Soccer continues to be the sport of the future. Uh, it's been the sport of the future my entire life, and it'll be the sport of the future probably
1: for the rest of my life as well. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Let's get to what the Fox And now. <laughs>
4: what does the Fox say? Every day here in the bonus podcast and the Doug Gottlieb show, iHeartRadio, FoxSportsRadio.com. Um, this is the bar Arrington. Jonas Knox had this exchange about Andy Dalton claiming to be one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL.
7: I find this to be interesting because is he lying? I don't think so. Okay. So if he's not lying and you know his body of work um I guess I I mean should should there be some type of racial outcry um to support Andy Dalton and 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 just look at the injustices that are connected to and the racism and the politics that are connected to why Andy Dalton isn't a starter in the National Football League
3: that's a great point
7: I mean is there going to be editorials that are done? Are there going to be shorts? Are there going to be hot takes on the fact that Andy Dalton is actually being racially profiled to not play?
3: you think it's because he's a redhead? It's
7: possible that he's being discriminated against because he's a ginger. Okay. <laughs> you know, they are in danger. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's got to be racist. Yeah. <laughs> I it's got to be. Uh,
4: I, I, I think, though, that we talked about this a little bit on the who, what I host yesterday, Dan Patrick Show. Yeah, the Dan Patrick Show, yes. which is um, first, you're not going to play in the NFL if you don't think you belong in the NFL. And he's played and played well, and yet his career is one of those it'll never get the respect it deserves, and we still don't know how much respect it truly does deserve. But because they never won a playoff game, even though they got there five straight years with the Bengals, who were the laughing stock of the NFL for a good portion of time before he got there. Um, it doesn't matter because he didn't even win a playoff game, right? So he's had a good career. But if you really thought you were one of the 32 best, if you really thought you should be a starter, why did you choose to sign with the Carolina Panthers, who drafted Bryce Young number one overall? Th- that'd be my, well, if that's the case, why'd you Why you sign with them? Anybody? That's the follow-up question. You know, go somewhere where you feel like you could compete. And he'd probably say, well, I don't know if I could compete because I, well, okay. Well, then the 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 problem with the NFL or the problem with guys saying this is you can be right and wrong all at the same time. You can be right and wrong all at the same time. Like, if Andy Dalton had an entire season to play, would he be better this year than most any of the rookies that were drafted? The answer is yes, probably, because he's played for over a decade. Even last year, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, not terrible. But this is not a year where Bryce, to- Bryce Young has to be better than Andy Dalton. He just has to get better. You know, Some teams are trying to win, some teams are trying to get better, sometimes teams are trying to develop young guys or see what young guys got, and we can't do it if we bring in an Andy Dalton who thinks he should play and probably should play, but the ceiling is just not as high as some of these younger guys. and We got to see what their ceiling is. Um, so I think there's a, 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 um, a verbal argument to be made that he's right. But I also think there's a sensible argument there to go like, you can be right and still be a backup quarterback because there's a lot of other factors. There just, there just are a ton of other factors. Here's Chris, Chris Broussard talking about Damian Lillard.
0: With all due respect to Dame, it is not just about Damian Lillard. And all we keep hearing is, what do the Blazers owe Damian Lillard? Well, how about what Damian Lillard might owe the Blazers? What, or how what about that? what Damian Lillard owes Chauncey Billups? Or how about his former teammates? Or how about the fans that he says, and I believe, loves in Portland? You want to leave them with a bad deal? No. You want to leave Hold them on. with a, t- a players they don't want? They don't want Tyler Hero. Here's what has to happen. Okay. They should sit down and meet Damian Lillard mm-hmm. with the Blazers, and they can talk it out. Okay, you want we don't mind trading you to Miami. That's where you want to go. But we need to get back a package that makes us happy, that we feel good about. And Dame... Without Bam and Jimmy Butler, they don't have that package. So they need to go out and get a third or fourth team to While happen. they try to do that, give us some other teams. Cause we only trading you in a deal that makes sense for us. Well, but so go, let's get sure. some other who are some other teams. We'll send you to a contender. Like okay. you have to give us a list. Usually guys will give a few teams that they may they'd be fine being traded to. You can't just sit here Hold and on, tell me say, there's only one team. Wait.
4: I'm, a, I'm actually, and we talked about this on the radio show some, I'm very much with Chris Broussard in, in this. And everyone's scared of the, well, Damian Lillard won't show up. Are we fucking kidding ourselves? He spent the entire time in his career trying to show everybody what a good guy is. He spent the entire last year and a half, two years, trying to be the good guy and, man, I want to be loyal. I want So in the process of two weeks or three months as this thing plays out. He's going to demand a trade, then refuse to play for a team because it's not the Miami Heat. Get the fuck out of here. Trade him to where you're going to trade him. Call his bluff. What world do we live in where athletes decide his contracts signed with the Portland Trailblazers tally up to $450 million? That's nearly half a billion dollars. Not counting anything else. Guaranteed. So we're going to give you all this money and we got to trade you when we want to trade you like, uh, okay, now we got to trade you to one place. Yeah. This is where I, no, thanks. Here's Jason McIntyre talking about Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is
8: looking at around the league. He's saying, man, Nikola Jokic was the MVP twice. I beat him out this year for the MVP and they built a title contender around him in Denver of all places. I watched Giannis leapfrog right past me in the East. They built a title contender. Giannis now has a ring. I can't get to the gosh darn conference finals. Guys, what are we doing here? If I'm Joel Embiid, I am dead serious. Guys, we've had a good run. I've seen what happens when Harden demands a trade. I think I'm ready to go. You know what? You're not going to get a star for James Harden. I've seen some of these deals. I've seen the poo-poo platter that the Clippers are offering. Yeah, I like Norm Powell as much as the next guy. Norm Powell ain't changing the Sixers game. I've seen all these three-team deals. Oh, we could get Dame Lillard. It's going to be a three-team deal that ends up costing you Tyrese Maxey. So now you're going to lose Maxey and Harden? There's one team that makes all the sense in the world for Joel Embiid to land with. His former agent is a guy by the name of Leon Rose. He's now running the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks have a war chest of draft picks, stockpiled, where they can give the 76ers, hey, you guys want to restart the process? Why don't you ship Harden to the Clippers, get whoever you want, and then why don't you send us, Joel Embiid, right up the I-95 corridor
4: to New York City. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow outside of a couple of things, right? The sun will rise in the East and set in the West. We're all in agreement that that will happen. And there is no fucking way in hell that the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, that the Philadelphia 76ers, in a town which has always played second fiddle to New York, will trade away the reigning MVP to the New York Knicks for draft picks. In the shit that is never going to happen, why do we discuss it? And like, look, I, I don't, I'm not attacking Jason. This is, you know, this was one of those that it worked out in his mind and they worked through it and he's like, look, bunch of draft picks. I I, I get some of the logic to it. I really do. Except for the fact that there's no fucking way it's going to actually happen. And that's when we've reached the, po- the point of, man, it must be summer where we just start making up trade scenarios that have no chance of actually happening. Zero. Zero. Remember LeBron to Golden State? Didn't Colin go LeBron to Golden State? Wasn't that that one of those things? Yeah. Not happening. Not going to happen. Even more so, Embiid, in his prime, in his prime, to the New York Knicks. Hey, listen, we know we haven't won an NBA title since Dr. J in the early 80s, and you haven't won a title since the 60s. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you the best chance to do it with the best player in the NBA because, well, he's not happy that we couldn't get James Harden to stay, and we don't know what the James Harden trade will actually end up looking like. No thanks. That's what the Fox is. Ah!
1: What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: find out who and what is annoying jason stewart what do you got jason and now it's your
7: annoying
6: hey doug um this is great ryan poles is the uh president of the bears right he did an interview recently where he said that um he would sleep in his office in the first year that he ran the bears and um then he's like I'm going to try not to do that anymore. It was unhealthy. And it brought up um, one of my pet peeves. I'm annoyed by people who show me how much they work. And the more you show me how much you work, the less I know you work. Um, You know that quarterback that you always hear about? Hey, first to get there, last to leave. Um, What was he doing in between there? He could have been playing a lot of online chess. I mean, that... Don't tell me how much you work. Just show me how much you worked with your results. In the age of social media, we feel compelled, some people, there's a notable sportscaster who feels compelled to IG story a picture of his alarm clock that reads 4 a.m. He does this three times a week. 4 a.m., man, got to start grinding. It's like, Why don't you just wake up at four and start working and then put a a very good product on the air and then we'll know that you put the work in. You don't have to show me on social media how much you work. So people that, that feel the need to show me how much they work, Doug, that's, that annoys me. Oh, there's, that's, that's a good one. That's a really good one.
4: What did you actually do during that time? You know, what did you do that during that time you were actually there? Um, Congratulations! You're a procrastinator who shows up early, because right? I can go to a place. I mean i I can tell you some of my least productive time when I was at ESPN. Like ESPN, like that thing they used to have the workout place. Uh, late in my run there, they had a daycare center with a gym and all sorts. Stuff. Like you go there and you just like fuck around and talk to people the whole time, which will help you sometimes in prepping for a show. But really, it's just a social social deal. Or you can come in and just get your shit done and go home.
6: I'm with you. In corporate America, there are people that um, that are, what would you call them, serial CCers. In other words, they're, they're going to CC the, his boss or their boss and the boss's boss on anything they do that shows that they're working. Um, and I know that just makes everybody in the office eye roll. So I know there's a lot of listeners that relate to this guy. Anyways, um, secondly, Evan Phillips and the Dodgers bullpen. Um, I'm not going to blame Evan Phillips, John. That's that's who's trying to close games for the Dodgers now, right? Um, he came in with a one-run lead last night and gave it up. Dodgers lose nine to seven. So the bullpen was able to blow up before the fans saw the fireworks blow up. That was my my line of the night. Um, but it's not Evan Phillips' fault that he's not a good closer. He's not a closer. Evan Phillips should be setting up games somewhere for an established closer. The Dodgers, at some point along the way, felt the need to be cute, and we're going to become the first team to ever win it all without a closer. They don't have one. Their bullpen is dog shit. Um, So this this isn't a new take, but going into the All-Star break this season, I just want our listeners to know that the Dodgers front office annoys the shit out of me for not – getting an actual closer to try to support a, uh, a fledgling bullpen.
4: Well, I, I think if, if you want to, I know you're annoyed by it, and you keep bringing up shit that most people don't care about in the Dodgers, right? But I will point out, <laughs> if you want to do the annoying thing, it's the Dodgers front office thinks they're smarter than everybody else. And they continue to try and prove they're smarter than everybody else. And that is a, that's a that's that's a a bad way to do
6: it. It is. and And I will say this. Um, that 2020 championship, that tournament they played at the end of COVID, Uh um, it looks less and less like a real championship the more years that the Dodgers went without winning one. So when I'm asked, and I'm asked a lot, I do a lot of media, um, about that 2020 title, I think it means less and less uh, the more the Dodgers don't win with a a full season. Um, Let's get to the white party guest list, Doug. I had to uh, print that out. The white party is thrown by Michael Rubin, who I guess was a part owner of the 76ers. He made his billions as the CEO of Fanatics. Is he still the CEO of Fanatics? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but Fanatics is everywhere. And they I know they've kind of diversified and spread into other entities. Um, so the guy makes a lot of money and he's got a really sweet place on the Hampton, in the Hamptons. And this guest list from last night is just utterly ridiculous. And it's not necessarily like all the great athletes. It's it's the most famous people in the world showed up to this party. Um, and I don't know what Michael Rubin gets out of this other than some amazing publicity and, and uh, social media um, platforming here. But you're talking about... Uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, you're talking about Kim Kardashian hobnobbing with the likes of just uh, of uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid and Devin Booker, Joe Burrow was there, Robert Kraft. In fact, the more you go through the list, the more you're thinking, how exactly did this guy make it in there? Um, who is the player that is like second fiddle or third fiddle? In Philadelphia, who said he was he would be traded for a crumble cookie recently? Tobias Harris. He was there, and you're thinking to yourself, now he wasn't invited. He must have been Harden's plus one, right, or, or Embiid's plus one. Like,
4: no, I mean, he. he um, I think Ruben was the owner of the team. All, oh, you're it's right. It's a Philadelphia okay. thing. So that's he used probably, to He's still the Sixers. Yeah. he went to Villanova.
6: Yeah, that was kind of a stretch. Um, but
4: will baby. So what's the what's the annoying part?
6: The you annoying, didn't get annoying. You didn't get this, an, invited. This is what's annoying, is that I know there's something behind this invitation. Something nefarious. There's there's something. This is am- the is amazing like an
4: Epstein t- type of
6: thing. Yeah, that this is ex- that's that's almost exactly where I was going. Like, how did he entice all these amazing politicians and famous people to go to an island? Well, there was something there I waiting got, for I, them. I can I,
4: I I actually thought about this while I was working out. I have a, I have a good answer for you. Yes. Did you have an enjoyable Fourth of July party that you went to yesterday? No. Okay. Uh, Ramos did because he had family. We did. Yes. I did not. I did not either. Okay. Fourth of July is one of those deals where it's like, you know, it's summer, it's cool, but if you if you stay around your house, again, like you could be like me where you're in a block party and you can't really get your car out, like unless you're gonna run over some kids. And if I was going to run over three or four, it'd be no big deal, but I would have had to run over like 10. That's too many. That's a joke. Um, it, it is. It's a lot of times it's harder than I'll get out wherever you live. And rich people like to travel. And you just go like, hey, do you, it was in the Bahamas. No, in the Hamptons. Hamptons amazing. So, yeah. hey, here's the deal. I'll fly you out, put you up in the Hamptons, come to the all white party. Yeah, and I, I I don't know that I don't really think it's that hard to sell. I, th- I think there's something. Who was else. the guy though that he had to get in order to get like, was it Jay Z? Like, oh, Jay Z's going. Like, I'm going. Who are the Who are the five people that you have to get? Yeah. That makes everybody else want to go. Well, these are the most. Well, of I go. I I, well, listen, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go.
6: Like, well, you know, Jay Z will be there. Tom Brady, but I'm in. And and by the way, Tom Brady in every picture looks very faded. Um, so good for Tom for having a good time and he's single hobnobbing. Um, but there's just, I think what annoys me most about this entire guest list is what we don't know. The thing that's missing and that's how did they entice all these people? What was in the gift bag? Do you what, have to bring a gift to give, give a gift bag? When, when, what, what's the word when around holiday season, like, what do you get a person that has everything? Like what, do, what do you, how do you entice uh, you jay-z don't. to go to your party i don't
4: think you do i think well th- okay so some of these some of the i know that some of the uh fundraising dinners the way to get somebody to come is like hey we'll give a couple hundred thousand dollars to your foundation right so you'll you, it so i'll come there it is okay you give some money to the foundation but i don't know now if, that makes sense right but this guy's worth like 12 billion dollars so how much do you think the party
6: Party was the. the I'd love to know that. I would love to see the receipt at the end of the night. Ten million. (laughs) I have no gauge barometer for that. Like what? What are they serving? What are they eating? And and
4: I guess what is the? So let's say that's party of the year. That's party of the year. What is your takeaway for Michael Rubin from party of
6: the year? I'm the guy who got all those people in one place. It's a huge flex for him, and I'm sure it means a lot to the other billionaires. You know. It does it. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Would but you rather
4: if, be at that party or be at a uh, be at your house with like your five best friends?
6: Oh no, I'd I'd like to be with my buddies, but they're, we're not talking about me. We're yeah. talking about I'd people that want to be seen.
4: Yeah, I I also think though that there is something those people that are of that status they want to be around other people of that status. They don't like hobnob with the commoners nearly as much as they act
6: like they do. That's exactly it, and then. The you don't want the riffraff showing up either to a party like this. The, this is like stellar people, beautiful people, A plus people. Um, and what goes into a party like this it's both fascinating and, and annoying to me. So, um, white party guest list, Dodgers in general, and Ryan polls. I slept in my office the first year that I ran the Bears. Uh,
4: I'd say Ryan Polls. I slept in my office. Is, uh, yeah. It's like it's like one of those flexes where you're just
6: like, you don't have to sleep in your office. You don't have to. Sleep you could in your have office. just driven home. Yes, yes.
4: Yeah, actually, you know what? Here's the truth. You don't even have to go into your office to do your job anymore. <laughs> right? There's a huge problem in commercial real estate that. Now, people are going back to work because, just like us, right, the human interaction is better. It's better for your soul. It's better for a work environment. But to just do your job, to watch a bunch of tape, to talk, call scouts, we've, we've proven you don't even have to go into your office, let alone sleep in your office. So Ryan Poles and people who brag about how their incredible hours they keep at work because that's the way to grind. Yarding!
6: Why are we doing this? Why do I... <sighs> Because we can. What's the
4: funny soundbite of the day?
6: Uh, Dave Ross is the manager of the Cubs. They played the Brewers in Milwaukee yesterday, and I think this was after a win. He said this.
2: I know it's not an easy job, but there's some of the the pitches they got called today just weren't even close, and so um, it's got to be better. You know, they're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows late. There's a lot of bullshit that went on today that just was really frustrating. Are they allowed to do that? I fucking thought it was horseshit. I don't fucking know.
4: <laughs> uh I will point out I love Dave Ross uh, Dave Ross saying that uh wasn't Dave Ross though the one that uh he had his he has had his pitcher hitting like the 5th inning the other day?
6: Yeah, 2 days ago he had a reliever bat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: So nobody's perfect. But closing the roof to eliminate the shadows, I kind of like it. I kind of think it's gamesmanship, but I like his response even better. Uh why can we play that for you? Because we can't. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby. It's
1: time for the pick of the day.
4: So I said this the day after draft day, and I mean it, um, I mean it even more now, that you need to go and put some if you're gonna put some some cash on uh, on Rookie of the Year in the NBA, there is a very, very smart bet to be made. And it is not on Victor Yama; It's on Scoot Henderson. And the logic behind it, like Chet Holmgren looked okay the other day. We'll see. They play today. We'll see how he looks. Um, and he had a year to improve his body. He'll do fine. Victor has played professionally, averaged 17 a game. He'll do fine. Scoot Henderson has played professionally with the G League Ignite for two years. So he's played against men. He's played in an NBA style for two years. He's a grown-ass man, and Portland is going to lose everybody. So he'll have the ball, and just stats alone, he'll win Rookie of the Year. Plus 350 right now in Vegas. You're welcome. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show and the podcast every day. You're on the iHeartRadio app or whatever you download podcast. I'm Doug Gottlieb.